So if you don't water yourself, you know, in essence, if you don't learn, if you don't take in information, able to take constructive criticism to just be teachable, you're going to, you'll wilt out really fast. So you just have to have an open mindset. You have to stay positive. You have to stay focused and work diligently within that gift that you've been given or within that passion. Welcome to the Passion Struck Podcast. My name is John Miles, a former combat veteran and multi-industry CEO turned entrepreneur and human performance expert. Each week we showcase an inspirational person and message that helps you unlock your hidden potential and unleash your creativity and leadership abilities. Thank you for spending time with me today and let's get igniting. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Passion Struck Podcast. Japanese chef Hiro Yuno, who is regarded by his contemporaries as the greatest living sushi craftsman, said, once you decide upon your occupation, you must immerse yourself in your work. You have to fall in love with your work. Never complain about your job. You must dedicate your life to mastering your skill. That's the secret of success and is the key to being regarded honorably. And there's so much truth to that quote. We each have an opportunity to make a choice. Make a choice and pursue passion-driven life, a life where we wake up every single day inspired. But so often we fail to do it, and then we fail to master the skills that are needed to take us from point A to point B. And it's making that choice in doing the hard work that really matters and can take you where your dreams want you to go. And that's exactly what happened with our guest today, Chef Sharon Guerin. She was at the point of losing it all, having to work four different jobs to support herself and her family. When an unexpected mentor entered her life and changed her trajectory because she made a choice to pursue her dream. And I think so many of you are going to be able to relate to her message today. But before we start, let me give you more about her background. Sharon Guerin is an executive chef who used personal agility to transform both her personal and business life. Sharon went from working five jobs and barely getting by, bringing over six figures in her first year launching The Culinary Queen a high-end catering company located in the Tampa Bay area. Sharon is a recognized ambassador of the Personal Agility Institute and helps guide people around the world using personal agility to transform their lives. Her passion is creating great food, and she wants to show the world that a self-taught chef can create and teach everyone how to do what she does and find the same passion that she has for cooking. I'm so excited to have Sharon Guerin on the show today. And thank you so much for watching and listening to Passion Start Podcast. I am thrilled to welcome Chef Sharon, culinary queen on the show. Welcome, Sharon. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you, John, for having me. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you and share my story. Well, I am so excited to talk to you as well. I remember a few weeks ago, 
for those who are tuning in, we did an interview with Maria Mattarelli. And during that interview, she couldn't stop talking about you. And afterwards told me, I have got to get Chef Sharon on the show. So I am so glad to have you here and for everyone to hear this amazing story of, of how you've become an executive chef. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. I'm humbled to be here and I'm glad to share my story with everyone. Well, I, and I'm not sure if Maria told you, but uh, for me, one of my favorite pastimes and creative outlets is actually uh, cooking. So for me, it's, it's uh, a real pleasure to have a true chef to speak to because I, I consider myself still an amateur, although I, you know, I, I like to cook all kinds of things. Um, have you always been a chef? So um, I want to say yes, because it's the gift that God gave me. I have been cooking since I was nine. My mother uh, was a single parent who just kind of knew that that innately that was my gift and that's how we bonded. So she would always be working and come home. She would include me in the kitchen and that's how we got our quality time together. And I just started cooking then and I've been cooking ever since and until I actually made it a career and a and career hobby, what I live for, what I do every day. Oh, that's great. Um, and for me, you know, it, it, it started out as a hobby and I, I can't even say I learned it from my parents. It's just something, you know, when I came home from work, if I didn't go to the gym, I needed some type of outlet to, to put the day away and to focus on new things. So for me, it was a way where you could, you know, because as you know, when you're cooking, you've got to be there in the moment. Right. So it was a great way for me to, to get out of that work mind transition to being at the in-home mind and start, you know, playing with things. And, and that's how, you know, I do most of my cooking is, you know, many of these, um, I have recipes for, but the thing I like about cooking over baking is I get to be a chemist in many ways and get to experiment with uh, different spices that I like that I add to the base recipes. That's funny. Maria is always asking me to write down my recipes and I'm like, Maria, I really don't have a recipe. (laughs) I just do it. Like I just, you know, I know that I put this in it or that in it for the next time, but I, I really just go with the flow and how I feel. I think that just, I, I feel like I, uh, just enjoy the food and the smells and I can put them together and it's just natural for me. Well, that's great. I, I was, uh, the other week making some Italian meals. And I have this cookbook that I've had probably 12 years. And as I was going through these old recipes, I had written notes that base is okay, but it's much better. I tried it with basil this time, or I tried it with <laughs> crushed red peppers. And so it was kind of funny to see all my comments, or I made this one, I said, this recipe is horrible. <laughs> so, or, or I just, uh, it's kind of like making uh, chicken mole. Right. Um, for me, it either turns out really well or it's a disaster. And I'm not sure exactly what causes one sometimes or the other, but it's always experimenting. Well, sometimes uh, it's the energy you put in it, you that, know, that where your true. mind is at, you know, when you're cooking. So I, I completely zone out. And I sometimes when, you know, people are around me and they'll be like, Sharon and I, Sharon, and I'll be like, Hold on. <laughs> I'm concentrating. <laughs> so you've been a chef for a long time, but what was it that really was going on in your life 
that caused you to decide to take this path of forming the culinary queen? You know, what, what was life like before for you? And then was there some significant moment that happened that caused you to decide to go on this passion journey? Yeah. So in 2017, um, so I also had a medical background and I was working as a staffing director for a home healthcare agency. And um, I was doing private, I, I was doing private chef work on the side. I was Ubering, I was driving limos. I was doing everything, trying to find out what I really wanted to do. And I always knew I wanted to cook. I had a dream of getting on Food Network and having my own TV show. Still have that dream. I'm working towards it. Here I come. Um, and I had a friend of mine, um, he was like, Sharon, you're, you're like all over the place. I need you to watch this movie. And he, um, he said, watch this. I was Ubering on a Saturday and I said, okay. And so it was the secret. And I don't know if you've ever okay. know, know about it. And I'm very, um, very spiritual and motivated by what I, we put out in the universe. And he was like, I just watched it. It changed some things for me. I think it would be really helpful for you. So in my car on a Saturday, I watched the movie, um, the secret. And then he sent me the video after I watched it, he sent me the video still the same Saturday. He sent me the, the link to watching Steve Harvey's leap of faith, where he's on the stage, um, of family feud. And he talks about how God instills a gift in every, each and one of us. And until we live in that gift and we take a leap and we fly, we are never going to live within the gift that he gave us. And so it just really resonated with me. And on Monday morning, I went to work. My boss and I sat down every Monday with being the director of staffing. And he said, Sharon, so how was your weekend? What's up? Because we normally just talked about what's going to go on the, the rest of the week. And I looked at him and I said, without knowing I was going to do this, I just said, as long as I come here eight hours a day, five days a week, I will always live your dream and not mine. And I need to give you 30 days. And I left. I left 30 oh, wow. days later. And from that time on, it was November 11th was my last day. And from that time on, I kind of just hustled and hustled. And I was like, you know, just started building my social media. And I took that leap of faith. And I, I was like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it until it works for me. You know, and as you know, when you take a leap of faith, you're going to fall. Everything's not going to be perfect. But as long as you get back up and you pick yourself up, you know, pick yourself up, wipe those knees off and keep going. And I was determined I every day, whether I, if it when I wasn't driving Uber or limo or doing shipped or or doing private events or chef work every day, I perfected my craft. I did something with inside the gift that I knew that God had given me to be and bet was passionate about it. I worked in it diligently. And I just said, I know something's going to happen for me. And then in June of 2018, my mom passed away. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, she passed away in June, June 16th of 2018. And I promise you, three weeks later, I was Ubering, still you know, trying to figure out how I was going to get on Food Network, wanted to start a YouTube channel, didn't know how to do it. I'm not very technical. Um, being 54 years old, I didn't even have a computer until I was in my 30s. Um, and I was Ubering, pull up to the airport. Maria Mattarelli is standing there with a fur coat over her arm in the middle of the summer. 
you know, fabulous as she is. And I popped the trunk and I said, you know, you, you the trunk's open. You can sit up front if you want. She had earbuds in and I didn't realize it. And she got in the back seat. And I'm thinking to myself, the type of person I am, well, you're going to talk to me anyway. You know, <laughs> when you <laughs> sit up front and you're in the back. But I honestly believe that was the defining moment. God knew that I had been working really, really hard and doing what I needed to do. And she, she literally discovered me. By the time we got to her house, she was already on my Instagram. We had already talked and I had asked her what she did. I told her I wanted to start a YouTube channel. She said, why don't you just do it? And I was like, honey, I'm old. I don't know how to do that. When she, when she got out of my car, she was like, what are you doing on Friday? Which was three days later. And I said, nothing. Why? She's like, bring some food. We're going to sh- shoot your first YouTube video. From that moment on, everything has changed. Like the moment Maria got in my car, I always tell her she discovered me. She uh, that's Maria was the one that discovered me. Uh, so I, I now know another thing about Maria, talent, talent uh, <laughs> expert and talent <laughs> agent. Well, you know, it's interesting. You, you, you bring uh, it up uh, about that feeling of working for someone else versus working for yourself. I happened to recently be listening, or I shouldn't say listening, uh, reading a New York Times article where it said only 25% of Americans feel that they're actually living or doing something that involves their passion. And it, you know, hearing that that number, just 25%, you know, was one of the reasons I felt I had to create this, this passion struck brand because too many of us out there these days are living, you know, what may be comfortable, but comfortable and passion are two different things. You know, when you have passion, you, you all of a sudden uh, become mission oriented about, you know, and it's not really as much about being mission oriented about serving yourself as it is using your, your hidden powers to serve others. Um, can you, can you tell me Has that been part of your journey as well? It has. You know, every day, my clientele is so wonderful. Every day I get to do, I get to feed people with something that I love to do. So I'm nourishing people. I'm, you know, feeding, like feeding someone is like loving someone to me. So I never really feel like I'm working. It, I, I honestly get up every day happy. I not, you know, like I used to get up and be stressed. Like, I don't want to go to work today. Do I have a sick day? I never feel like that. I don't feel, I don't even know when I've taken a day to just not cook. It doesn't even feel normal. It just, I, it's what I want to do. It's what I love to do. And it doesn't feel like I work anymore. Well, that's great. Well, before you reach that point, what was, you know, what were some of the fears because that, you know, what what I always hear, you know, are when you when you start talking to someone about their current identity, what's going on with them, and then you start asking them to face brutal facts of their current situation, you know, they always bring up fears or obstacles. What were some that you had to overcome? And, you know, what what would you tell our listeners are some of the secrets to doing that? So I think that when I actually watched The Secret and I listened to that Steve Harvey clip, all the fears for me came before that because I was fearful. Am I going to be able to pay my bills? Will I be able to help my children out? You know, how do I make my car payment? 
um, were people going to accept me um, on this journey and trust me to do, you know, to carry out their weddings, their anniversaries, their birthday parties, their five course seated meals that they're paying a hundred dollars a plate for, you know, all of those fears that limiting beliefs that I had before watching, you know, the secret and listening to that and just believing in myself and that gift afterwards, when I made that decision to do it, I can't say that I was actually fearful, but more driven to overcome those fears to, you know, like I'm going to be in your face and I'm going to do this and I'm not taking no for an answer. In the beginning, I told everybody I was the yes girl. So if you wanted an event done, yes, we'll make it happen. Yes, I can do this. Yet I just kept telling myself, yes, I created a vision board and I just didn't let anybody stop me. And I think that when you start to do that, Every window that God closes, he opens up another one. It opens up a door, in other words. So for me, like the doors that opened up once I just kept living diligently within that and facing all of those limiting beliefs and fears, these doors just kept opening up and they're still opening. Now that I've reached the success that I have, it's now about doing more and giving back and showing people that you can, you can do this. That's great. and. What was the origin story for the, the brand, The Culinary Queen? How did that come to being? So I chose that, that, I chose that name because I did not go to culinary school. Um, when my mom passed away, before I met Maria, my dad gave me all of the, her cookbooks dating back to when I was a kid. And I actually found the Culinary Art Institute book of 1979. So my mother was actually teaching me at the age nine and 10 and 11 to cook from a culinary arts book. So I just, it's just all these little signs that were like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. This is, this is your path from when you were a kid. And so the culinary queen. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Became an offshoot of that because you wanted to show that you didn't need to go to Cordon Bleu or some of these training institutes to become a self-made chef. Right. So what I just wanted everybody, the culinary queen to me is, is that every woman can be a queen of her kitchen. That, that, that is for me, like you can own it. You can be the top person in, in any kitchen. You, all you have to do is apply yourself. It's a choice. Yeah. And, and I think that's great because it, I think any dream that you want to accomplish it, what you just said is, is the core to it. You know, anything that you want to accomplish, you can do. You just have to set your mindset and perception to change it from the way it was before to envisioning a future that you want it to be. And then, you know, what I think is once you do that, you've got to get on, you know, I call it a a passion journey. Other people call it a momentum journey, but the most important thing is to start taking actions. And before you do that, though, you need to start really prioritizing the steps you're going to take. And I think that's something um, that you use a technique called personal agility to help you with. Yes. Yeah, so when I met Maria, um, because Maria, as we, I don't know if everybody knows if they listen to the other show, Maria um, is very, um, she's a Fortune 500 marketer. She's also an international DJ. She teaches people personal agility. And at, when I met her, she took me on for coaching and 
And we just really found out what we, with personal agility, you have to identify what really matters to you. And so when she asked me this question, I was like, wow, you know, okay. Um, Well, this really matters to me, which was my career, financial stability, and my health. Those were the top three things that were really important to me and what really mattered to me because I knew that those things were going to change my life and head in the direction that I wanted to go to. So from that point, she started to coach me on, you know, doing the breadcrumb trail and, and setting the priorities map and leading myself through on staying focused on what was important to me and how I would get to my end result and how to do that. Yeah. So I, I think uh, Maria and I use some similar um, coaching techniques because we, we both are trained in agile and I found how successfully it's worked in multiple jobs I've had and how you can apply it. Like, like you call it personal agility, how you can apply it to your own life and use it to to figure out, you know, your yearly, monthly, weekly, and and boil it down to daily priorities, and then use stuck points and other things to to help you get through those those issues or speed bumps along the way. How how do you is are the stuck points things that you and she worked on? Yeah, so you know there was you know things from you know childhood, past relationships, and um, just things that I was never taught, you know, that when we used, um, our priorities map and we started to hone in on what really mattered to me and what the limiting belief was that was keeping me from getting and to that goal, we worked through those different things. Actually, what I found with using personal agility in my personal and business life was that I addressed a lot of things that I thought weren't there, you know, like, oh, that that happened back then. It doesn't bother me anymore. But we started to address some of those issues um, and heal some wounds that needed to be healed in order for me to be successful and have a the mindset to be able to move forward and, you know, just knock down a lot of barriers and a lot of walls that were there that now I know that stuff happened to me, but they don't affect me in the same way. Yeah. As you were going through that, did you, did you find that you had, you know, I, I think where I'm going with this question is I think our self-identity is made up of so many elements that we listen to things outside of us tell us our self-identity. So we listen to what friends say our self-identity is. We listen to you know what society says, what social media says. Did you have difficulty crossing that lines to to truly understanding you know who you were and who you wanted to be during that process, or did you find that it was fairly easy to get through it? I think there was some difficult times, but that was more in a resistance to changing, you know, because you get used to doing so many things a certain way for so long, and but just having that coach there and Maria being my personal agility coach, just having her there and being able to see to say to me, what would it look like? Or what, you know, how would it, what, how do you think it would turn out if you did it this way? And, you know, is that really important to you? Is that really your responsibility? You know, just having someone that was able to coach me and let me look at, you know, what I was doing made me think more. I don't think I was ever um, 
afraid of the changes that needed to happen because I'd already made the choice and chose to do things differently. It was breaking the bad habits that were more, you know, things that needed to be addressed. So once I broke those bad habits and you start to create new habits. Get ready to supercharge your hiring experience with Indeed, our fantastic partner. We at PassionStruck are all about seeking smarter, more efficient ways to do things. And Indeed perfectly aligns with this philosophy when it comes to hiring. It's more than just a job site. It's a comprehensive platform that revolutionizes the way you find the perfect candidates. With its powerful matching engine and over 350 million global monthly visitors, Indeed streamlines the hiring process, bringing top talent straight to you. No more sifting through endless unqualified resumes. Indeed does the heavy lifting just for you. And what I love about Indeed is its ability to centralize all your hiring activities. From scheduling interviews and screening applicants to messaging candidates, it's all in one place. During my career, I've hired thousands of employees, and I only wish I had Indeed's efficiency and speed back then. And here's a fact that absolutely blows my mind. 93% of employers, according to a recent survey, say Indeed delivers the best quality matches over other job sites. That's quality and speed hand in hand. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Just go to Indeed.com slash PassionStruck right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash PassionStruck. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I know all those discount codes are difficult to remember, so we put them all at PassionStruck.com slash deals. Now, back to PassionStruck. And have the right type of people and mindset around you, it, it really wasn't that hard for me. It's interesting. You, ju- you just hit on... Uh... I, every Friday I do a solo podcast and you just hit on a few solo podcasts I've, I've recently done. One is the importance of finding a mentor. And I give what I think are the five important things to finding one. And one of them is you need someone who you don't want your friend. You want someone who's going to tell you the brutal facts of, of what they're seeing in you because you need someone who's going to hold you accountable. And I think too often we pick people who are easy to be mentor instead of people who are really going to challenge us and where we need to go. So I'm glad to hear that Maria is doing with that with you. And then the second thing I heard you bring up is I, I have this concept. It's in my book in this previous pod, podcast episode called the mosquito principle. And I believe we all need to conduct a mosquito audit. And what I mean by that is the mosquito is the most deadly animal on the planet. And often we have both people and activities that fill our lives that are keeping us away from achieving our dream. And you need to conduct a mosquito audit to, you know, to either recognize who they are and the behavior that they're doing or get them out of your life completely. And it sounds like you've done both of those things. So the interesting about thing about that is um, I'll have to read your book because that's it, it does apply to what was going on in my life before. And I would be interesting to, you know, read it and see how things have changed for me and where I recognize with that. But um, I was taking care of my oldest son, um, helping my middle son, his, his family. I was supporting all the people around me and not taking care of myself. So one of the things that Maria had me do was, you know, like, I'm going to help you 
well, you're going to have to, even though they're children, they're adults, they need to be responsible in order for you to be successful and for that to trickle down to them. They need to see you set clear boundaries, clear guidelines and move forward. And she really held me accountable to like, you know, you know, I, well, I can't do this for my business because I got to go take my son, you know, to work. Well, why can't your son get on the bus? Why can't he be an adult and do what he needs to do to be a responsible adult? Because you have things you have to do for your business. You have things to do to to create what you want to create. And when you're doing all these things for all these other people, you're not concentrating on yourself. And one of the things that I did for a very long time was I was to help everybody around me trying to be accepted instead of accepting myself first. Yeah, that's exactly, yeah. And that's exactly where I was trying to go with that self-identity is oftentimes we're trying to please so many other people. We're not, we're not living the life or doing the things that we were called to be. And so now what I've now, since we're two and a half years in now, um, I changed my life and my situation and what I was doing and have become successful. My oldest son is now actually in a very successful job. My youngest son has just graduated high school, you know, so I see that my sister now is uh, fulfilling her passion to take on her artwork and get out of working for somebody else. So I see the people around me are now affected by the positive things that I'm doing. And Maria, one of the very first things she taught me was, is that you are the sum of the five people around you. So I really had to take a really hard look at who my friends were and what they were doing with their lives and what they were actually taking from my life and, and, and move and, and move forward accordingly. Yeah. What do you think is the importance of surrounding yourself with positive people? Oh, energy. Yeah. I, I mean, just energy in itself. I'm, you know, like someone's negativity can run rub off on you really, really quick and get you running down the wrong path. And so for me, I just want to surround myself with people who are moving forward, working to to better, to even not just better themselves financially, to better themselves with, you know, spiritually in their mind, you know, just everything about them being more of a positive surrounding for themselves, people that meditate and, you know, just try to take a positive spin on anything that actually happens to them. You can, you can get yourself down faster than you can get, you know, so quickly running down that wrong road. I had a pastor one time that this really resonated with me um, that said, that it takes more muscles to frown than it does smile. So why don't, why aren't we all smiling all the time? (laughs) You know, so I just try to keep a smile on my face. And that's one of the things a lot of people call me sunshine because I really am smiling all the time because I think it just rubs off on people. Did you know that Forbes magazine recently cited that over 70% of individuals who did personal development courses, masterminds, or one-on-one coaching benefited from improved work performance relationships, and more effective communication skills. Here at PassionStruck, we are obsessed with self-development, coaching, and mentorship. That is why we've created a free resource to help you unlock your hidden potential. Because people doing great things in business and life are just like you. They have just gotten some coaching along the way. And we have got you covered so you can too. 
let us show you the systems and frameworks that we teach growth-minded individuals to help them to unlock their purpose and live and build a passion-struck life that gets predictable results and gives you the freedom that you actually want. Go to passionstruck.com slash coaching right now to get started. I have this really good friend I used to work with um, from Lowe's. His his name is Steve Salagi. And I remember every single time I I would see Steve, I would say, Steve, how are you doing? And he would he would go outstanding or incredible or and one and one time I, I was having a conversation with him and I said, How are you this positive all the time? And he goes, Well, you know, I didn't used to be. He goes, people used to come and ask me the same question, and I would say, I'm okay, I'm tired, you know, so-so, it's an okay day. And then he he started realizing, you know, the power that I'm emulating through my words is what is having an impact in my mind. And and at this point, he had, he had decided that whenever anyone was going to ask a question or something like that, he was going to change it into a very positive approach. And he said, over time, just that simple act caused him to have so much more positive energy, you know, positivity in his life. And the result of how it impacted those around him, he said, made a complete black and white difference from, you know, how many of us would answer that question. So that leads me to, 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 the, to my next question is, why do you think it's so hard for people to let go of beliefs that aren't serving them anymore? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Comfortability, not, not the unknown, not, you know, fear of not being, you know, like failing, you know, so they stick with what's comfortable to them and they don't put themselves out there. And I can tell you that if you're not in a good space, putting yourself out there and not being comfortable, whenever you, whenever something's uncomfortable or doesn't feel good to you, it's time for change. And so I always say, if they, if there's something going on, like a, you know, like this happened this day, that happened that day, just the universe challenging me to do better. That's great. And, and a great saying too, because I do think, as I, as I said before, I, well, I I don't think I told you about this, you know, part of the, the studies I've been doing is I believe not only the United States, but most Western cultures are on the verge of a global emergency. And if you look at this through a different lens, there are five, six, seven different studies out there and growing that are showing that entrepreneurism and business vitality, which are the forces that kind of brought about our our current um, evolution that we're living in right now, are starting to die in the United States and in other Western countries. And I believe there are a number of reasons. The two biggest are the contagions of Comfort, you know, I call them the contagions of the mind and spirit. And to me, it's comfort and apathy. And I think those things are are facing more and more people, uh, like you were saying. And until you are willing to address that comfort feeling, you're never going to get away from it. No, and you you know sometimes you have to be, have sometimes you have to be uncomfortable to grow. You know, you have you, you you have to get uncomfortable to get out of whatever is in your way. You doing things that are different don't, are not always just going to feel good. 
So you have to, you have to constantly be learning and seeing and just putting yourself out there to do better, to be better, to feel better. If I, so like for me, I, I wanted, so in my story, part of my story is, is that my dad also in last year, um, passed away, um, in January. Yeah. So 18 months apart, my parents passed away. Both of them had to be taking, had to be taken off life support. So a decision for both of those parents was thrust on you. Yeah. We're, we had to we had to make the decision to you know first my dad was with me and my sister and my our kids to take the decision to take my mother off life support and then my dad eighteen months later had a massive coronary failure while driving a car and hit a oh, light bulb and at that point we had to make a decision to let my dad pass and be with my mother or to selfishly keep him with us. And it was me and my sister and I looked at each other and said, this is not how he would want to live. He wants to be with mommy and we're going to honor his wishes. But in that, both of my parents died to obesity, heart disease, diabetes. My mother was legally blind. Both of their health was in a shams. And I decided then one of the things that was on my my, what really mattered to me was my health. And I'd lost 20 pounds, but I was really up and down. I decided then I said to Maria, I said, I got to, I'm, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change it for me and my family. Let's meet every Monday. Let's, let's make, do a personal agility board for weight loss. She was struggling also. And we had another friend that was struggling. And so we met every week on Monday, we apply personal agility to it. I have lost 55 pounds. I've taken myself out of the above high risk. My visceral fat wasn't even measurable when we started this. I am now only about 20 to 25 points away from being in a normal. My other girlfriend has lost 30 pounds. Maria has lost over 20 some pounds. I now have got my sister who has lost 53 pounds, a girlfriend who's lost 42 pounds, And now I have another girlfriend who's just recently started and lost 10 pounds. So just seeing what I did has affected that many lives. So when Uh, you, I'm sorry. That's amazing. No, that's amazing. And and what, what were the steps that you took to do it? Because, you know, to have one person achieve it is, is amazing in itself, but to have now six or seven, you know, what were some of the secrets? So just sharing, being vulnerable and sharing my story and sharing my journey and, and just letting them know that you can, anything that you want to do, you can do. I, when I first started that journey to lose the weight and using personal agility, I hired a trainer and he would come to the house and I literally, he would have to tie my shoes to get me outside to exercise. I cursed at him the whole way. The whole way for the first two or three months, he's my best friend now. No matter what mood I'm in, no matter how much I don't want to exercise, he is always positive. He is always encouraging. And I just know that the end goal is going to give me my life in a way that I never thought I'll be able to see my grandchildren get married. And that to me means so much. 
Well, that's, I mean, that's amazing because I think, you know, I think personally and something I teach is that I think there are three magic quadrants. There's, you know, your health. And I think so much of how we feel has to do with what we put in our bodies. Uh, I've, I've written a ton of articles on gut health and it, it matters so much to chronic diseases, things like dementia, um, and everything else, giving you with the energy you need. You know, the second thing is doing something, some type of activity each day, you know, where you're moving your body, you know, that could be everything from going for a walk, doing a spin class, you know, Peloton to doing yoga, to doing something, you know, it, it, it frees up your mindset and gives you a chance to, to recharge. It gets the body moving and that metabolism going, you know, and then the third thing I think that's so important is mindset. And it's the three things have to, have to kind of inner work. And that's what I've, I've found in myself, um, brings the magic quadrant out. And it sounds like you've been using many of the same techniques. Yeah. You know, I just, I, it, honestly, a lot of what changes us is a choice. You can either choose to be stagnant or you can choose to change and be better. So once you get your mindset in the, that you're going to change and that you're going to choose to be better, it's all about choosing. It, it is really all about choosing. I chose to be successful in my business. I willed that into my life. I believe that it could happen. I envision myself every day. I still envision myself somewhere on someone's TV show, showing people how to make healthy comfort food. Every day I get up, I picture myself when I'm in my kitchen and dancing around, listening to Fleetwood Mac, I picture myself on somebody's stage and it's going to happen. Like I'm not taking no for an answer. And until I get there, I'm going to, I'm going to keep working every day to do, to get there. And doing That's what great. it takes. Yes. Well, you're. You, I think you'll like this. My my slogan for this show is make a choice, because I think you just hit the head on the nail. You've got to make the choice, because the hardest thing to do in this whole, you know, the, this whole apparatus, this whole passion journey, is actually making the choice that you're going to change. My next part of the slogan is work hard, because without commitment and action, you're not going anywhere. And right. then the third part of the slogan is step into your step into your sharp edges. And to me is you've got to do something each, each and every day that scares you and you can't be afraid of it. You got to embrace it. You got to go after those shadows that, you know, engulf you and you've got to step into it and get beyond them because every time you do, it allows you to grow and become more and more who you need to be. Um, Absolutely. Every day. And you have to, you also have to be willing to learn. If you're not willing to learn, you're not going to grow. It's like a flower bed. If you don't water it, it's going to die. So if you don't water yourself, you know, in essence, if you don't learn, if you don't take in information, able to take constructive criticism to just be teachable, you're going to, you'll wilt out really fast. So you just have to have an open mindset. You have to stay positive. You have to stay focused and work diligently within that gift that you've been given or within that passion. So my, I'm fortunate enough that what I'm passionate about is my gift. So I get to live within my passion and my gift every single day. I know from a very young age 
that I was meant to cook. And I know that I, I still can remember being a child saying, I'm going to be a star one day. I remember that. I remember like it was yesterday, just acting out that I was famous and that I was a star. So I know that I'm supposed to be doing something fabulous. Uh, that's that's amazing. So then I have to ask, you know, what is the aftermath like this? So we talked about what your life was like before. We kind of talked about that crisis situation that happened, how you've overcome, you know, these obstacles along the way um, and, you know, achieved success. So now that you've had success, what's the aftermath? What does your life look like today from where you started from? So... <laughs> It's so different. It's so different. I I used to struggle and had, I, I can't tell you, well, yeah, I can tell you because we figured it out and we looked back, sorry. Um, at least $1,000 a year in insufficient funds fees in my bank account, cars being repoed, moving from one place to another, you know, not always having to, you know, figure out how I was going to feed my kids or just struggling to survive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. And, um, and, and today, today, um, I make well over six figures. I'm able to be the support to my family that they need when it's important. I was able to, nobody in my family could afford to bury my father. I was able to do that. So that was a really good feeling to know that my family could count on me in that time, um, that I could just sit down and pay bills without feeling like one of the bills weren't going to get paid. Or if I kept the water on, the lights weren't going to be on. I can, I just sit down once a month and pay all the bills. I had a car repoed when um, I first started this journey. I have two cars sitting out there completely paid for. They're not fancy, but they're good and they work and they're, I like them, you know, um, just Christmas time. I was able to invite my whole family here and cook for them without asking any of them to do anything, which is the world to me to just have all of them here together and not feel like things are so strained. You know, I could get up in the morning time and and just and be happy and not worry about the things I had to worry about before and to give back. I can give back now. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> um, that is a, such an inspiring story. So if you had to, to look at all that you've, you've accomplished, what would you tell the listeners is the secret to developing a winner's mindset? Well, it all comes back to making a choice. Really hone in on what you want. Figure out what is really what you want to do with your life. Like I, you know, like my oldest son, he really loves to take photography. And I was like, well, figure out how you can make that your life's work and your passion. So you never have to work again in, in whatever it is. If it's knitting hats, if it's doing nails if it's carpentry, whatever you feel like is your passion or what you're called to do, sit down, find out what, what really matters to you, and then build a priorities map that will develop that passion. 
and focus on those things and not the things that aren't going to develop that. Because a lot of times we focus on the wrong things. We focus on what's going to just get that day over and maybe put dinner on the table. But if we're focusing on that end result and where we want to be in our life and what it takes to get there, all of that other stuff is just going to come naturally. You know, you're, you're going to, you're going to be, everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to, as long as we're focusing on the right thing. Yes. Uh, you, and you bring up two, two more uh, great points there. Um, one is I think too, too often we practice pinball leadership in our own lives, meaning we end up living our days with no intentionality at all. And we kind of just bounce off thing to thing to thing to thing and not accomplishing what we need to instead of doing it with intentionality. And the second thing is you used a different word for it, but to me, we are so caught up in focusing on what is urgent. We don't focus on what is important and our lives get so consumed by these urgent, these things that we think are so urgent that aren't taking us to our final destination of where we need to go. And, you know, you, you use personal agility to help work with both of those, but intentionality and focusing on what's important are, are so critical to getting you from where you are today to where you want to be in the future. Absolutely. Um, if we, if we don't have focus on what that end result is, and we're just taking care of all the other stuff that's going on, then we're never going to get to where we, to where we want to be because we're not focused on the result. We're not focused on, hey, I want to be a chef on TV. Well, what am I doing every day that's going to make me a chef on TV? If I'm not posting on social media or um, trying to do you know, con- um, contests that are put out there by Food Network, if I'm not you know, posting my food, if I'm not talking about me, I, I go in a grocery store and I literally will hand the lady behind me, here's my card, I'm a private chef. You know, like I'll talk to everybody. My sons look at me like I'm crazy. Like, why does everybody have to know that? Because you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to run into. You never know what next thing in your life that is going to be a door that will open. So my job every day is to tell somebody what my passion is. That's awesome. And a, a great way to end this portion of our of our interview. So the the next the way I like to, to end the interviews is I like to go into a bit of a lightning round um, of rapid round questions. And, you know, I don't want you to overthink these. I, I just kind of want you to give the answer that, that comes to mind. Um, so are you okay. ready? I'm ready. So the first one's a softball. Um, if, if I would ask um, one of your friends or family what the best thing you cook is, what would they say? Oh gosh. My family would say mac and cheese because they love my mac and cheese, but it's not healthy. So, but my, the people around me and my clients would say the fact that I make healthy food comforting. Well, that's great. And what is your favorite thing to make? I'm a comfort food girl. So I love to take any recipe, anything that's out there and make it. So that way it is healthy. I try to keep everything grass fed, no GMO, no pesticides. We don't do frozen food, canned foods. Everything is made from scratch. That's great. And um, I, I, have, I have to say with the colder weather we've been having, 
Um, one of my favorite comfort foods is um, potato soup, and you know how fattening that can be. So use I was turnips. very happy. Well, we use turnips, and I found some other secrets to cut out about uh, <laughs> two thirds of the fat and other things, and it, it tasted pretty much the same. Yeah, um, a lot of people will use milk or half and half with those kind of things, but heavy cream, if you use organic, is low carb. So change to heavy, you can change to heavy cream if you want to use heavy cream what, or oat milk. Oat milk is really good. Okay. Um, so if you could meet anyone who's alive or dead, who, who you've never met before, who would it be and why? I would want to meet Steve Harvey. And I want to meet him because... I, although I watched The Secret and all of the, the philosophers on that show gave me a basis for what I then proceeded to do in my life, Steve Harvey and that little five-minute clip that he gave actually changed my life and the directory of it. I took a leap of faith because I trusted what he said. And in trusting that, I found there to be a lot of truth in it. And I would like to thank him. Well, that's a great, it's one of the better answers I've ever gotten. <laughs> what, what is the best compliment you've ever received? That I'm the best chef that anybody's ever tasted their food, tasted their food, or like you really need to be on TV. Okay. And if Oh, wait a minute. Win- I got one. I'm sorry. I forgot this one. My current clients <laughs> sit, called me and said, there has to be something in this food. It tastes too good. <laughs> that's, that, that's awesome. <laughs> if you could win any award, what would it be and why? Um, I would think the mom of the year award. I know it, everybody would want me to say to be some type of chef award, but the mom of the year award. I just, the reason why I do everything is for my family. Okay. And I just want them to be proud of me. If you were to give a listener one word of wisdom, what would it be? Believe in yourself. Okay. And if someone wants to learn more about you, hire you, watch you, where, where can they do so? Um, they could always just Google me. I am Googleable, um, the Culinary Queen. And uh, we have Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, website. Um, we have a, a, oh, thumbtack, but mostly you could, if you just Google the culinary queen, they'll find me. Okay. Well, chef Sharon, thank you so much for being on the show today and, you know, sharing your story. I know at times it wasn't easy, but I think there is so much here that our listeners can pull apart and, and really learn from your inspiration. So thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Um, It's great. I love it. Anytime. Okay. Well, thank you. And um, I'll have to consider you having, having you back on um, as the, as the show progresses to see how your dream continues to grow. Well, thank you so much. I'd love it. What an amazing guest Sharon Guerin was. She brought so much content for all our listeners today. Everything from how do you get through your comfort zone, developing a winner's mindset, facing your fears and overcoming them, using personal agility 
as well as many other topics. It was such a joy to have her on today and to hear how vulnerable and inspirational she was throughout the show. There is so much meaning that you can get from her, and I hope that you do. What a great episode that was with Chef Sharon Guerin. And boy, did she have so much inspiration to give you all today on how she made that choice. She didn't want to work those five jobs anymore. She wanted to pursue her dream, and that's exactly what she did through hard work and dedication. I have learned throughout my life, just like the quote at the beginning of this segment, that mastery is a never-ending process. And to become best at whatever we're pursuing, whether that's to be an entrepreneur, small business owner, a leader in an organization, someone in the military, you must practice every single day and master what it is you want to pursue. And that is exactly what we try to bring forth in each of our episodes of the Passion Struck Podcast. I am so excited that you found us here today. And thank you for continuing to watch and listen to our show. Thank you so much for joining us. The purpose of our show is to make passion go viral by sharing the knowledge and insights you can use to unlock your hidden potential. To hear more, please subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you love this episode, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes, or if you'd simply tell three of your most driven and motivated friends about the show and post to your social accounts, that would help us grow our Passion Struck community too. If you want more tools to unlock your potential, please make sure to also visit our website, passionstruck.com, to sign up to our email list, as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. Be sure to tune in on Tuesdays and Fridays for our next episodes. And remember, make a choice, work hard, and step into your sharp edges. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.